This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.37 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mukhtar with Keith Kam and Wong Xiaoning. In half an hour, we have the opening bell where we check out how Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. But we're turning our attention now to the world's second largest economy. In what was anticipated to be a year of growth due to the easing of COVID-19 restrictions, China's GDP for the whole of 2023 only grew by 5.2%. This is broadly in line with Beijing's official target of 5%, but the recovery has been far shakier than many had expected. Notably, retail sales in December rose by 7.4%, lower than the 10.1% growth recorded the previous month, while industrial production emerged as a bright spot, beating forecasts with a 6.8% year-on-year increase in December. However, the country is still contending with challenges from the property crisis as home prices fell the most since 2015, while investments did shrink by 12.5% last month. So what do these economic data points indicate about the recovery trajectory of China and could we see more supportive intervention by the authorities? For some thoughts on this and an outlook of the, for the China economy, we have on the line with us Gary Ng, APEC economist with Natixis. Gary, good morning. Always good to have you. Now, China's GDP, as mentioned, grew 5.2% in 2023, which was better than the target of 5%. But in light of the high expectations for recovery, was this still disappointing? Well, uh, thanks very much for having me today. And I really like the phrase that uh, you said is only 5.2% at the beginning because it is really what I think as well. Because if you think of uh, last year, which basically uh, China should have enjoyed a very favorable base effect because of the COVID restriction the year even earlier, then we should have expected you know, a growth number that could be slightly higher. But of course, um, when we look at different uh, metrics in the economy, there are clearly pressure in real estate, which is driven by regulations. The, the confidence hasn't been uh, so great. These are some of the structural problems that China uh, is facing and will face in the future. But on the other hand, um, of course, uh, consumption has been rather um, um, still growing quite strong, even though there's a bit of deceleration. But I would still say that it's a kind of a cornerstone of the economy. So yes, it's kind of disappointing, but in the future, there could be even more challenging. So Gary, in terms of the activity indicators that you're looking at, which aspect of the economy remains surprisingly resilient and do you reckon it could sustain in the coming year? Well, first, um, if we look at the uh, different sectors in the economy, I believe industrial production is really the one that seems to be rather uh, resilient. And of course, this is partially because of the strong uh, policy in terms of subsidies or industrial policies that the Chinese government is trying to push and upgrade in supply chains. But on the other hand, um, there are also more uh, Chinese manufacturers begin to invest more uh, starting from the uh, second half of last year. On the one hand, of course, it means that, well, uh, there could be more industrial outputs, there are more products out in the market. But now, on the other hand, we should also be wary about whether there could be a, a, a increasingly supply and demand imbalance because if you look at some of the key sectors in China, like automobile or electronics, we already see a declining utilization Rate, which means that um, uh, basically firms are producing more than the market can digest right now. So uh, production is definitely the key area. And on the other hand, I still believe that a consumption will continue to be a driving force in the economy. Um, in 2024, uh, the growth rate in consumption will probably decelerate a bit further. Uh, the the, 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 um, uh, the 
drift towards the services sector will probably continue as residents be more hesitant in buying automobiles and also de- other durable goods. But still, uh, it should be rather stable. Would you think the Beijing government uh, uh, might think it necessary to get involved in, in spurring the, uh, all, these, uh, all these sectors? Well, um, yes, I would think so, because um, as we mentioned earlier, there are clearly severe pressure from the real estate sector, and it's not a problem that is, uh, can be easily uh, solved. So it means that uh, China will need uh, growth from other uh, areas in the economy, economy and if you have uh, certain sectors that seems to be performing quite well then of course the government should uh, support um, more especially if you think of consumption or ICT or or, or basically this sort of uh, manufacturing sectors is really kind of regulatory neutral or even uh, supported by the uh, regulators um, it's, uh, it has nothing against you know uh, some of the other examples that we can see from property internet platform etc so definitely uh, um, I would believe that uh, in 2024, there will be more support towards these two sectors. Gary, can we talk about the property sector? Because I see two two issues. One of which is the fact that you the debt-ridden uh, developers haven't resolved their, issue, their problems. Uh, number two, if you look at the property data, it's been rather disappointing. We saw new home prices fall at its fastest pace in nine years, while property sales by floor area fell 8.5% for the year, while new construction starts plunged 20%. Is this China's biggest headwind? Well, definitely. Um, property is uh, remains the biggest uh, problem that China is facing right now, not only for developers, but also for the general uh, spillover effect towards the economy. Well, I will start with the highest uh, frequency data that we calculate in the first uh, 15 days um, in 2024. And if we look at the home transaction, new home transaction of uh, the 30 largest cities in China, we still see another 40% year-over-year decline, which means that um, the situation hasn't really improved even as we uh, step into 2024. And of course, for developers, it is a liquidity problem that they cannot really uh, find a way to borrow or, or basically to finance their projects, etc. But it's also about this weak sentiment in the society that um, um, people simply do not want to buy houses right now because uh, investment uh, in properties uh, is falling, showing the weak confidence, new home uh, uh, um, uh, sales are falling, home prices are also falling on a month-over-month basis. So it seems to me that um, even though we see a lot of policy changes like lowering down payment ratio or interest rate in uh, the second half of last year, uh, investors or household or corporate are simply not that convinced of this story. So um, I guess in 2024, uh, this will likely uh, continue. Uh, it will take a much uh, stronger policy effort to actually revert this uh, sentiment that that um, people have. And I think more importantly, it doesn't seem to me that the government think uh, it is a very um, severe problem uh, right now because um, probably it's in line with the goal with a lower reliance in real estate uh, and, and a gradual uh, shift towards other sectors. But still, uh, in the short run, we are seeing all this um, confidence issue um, in the economy. Mm. And investors and observers have really been calling on the government to um, 
give stimulus measures. Uh, but I think this week, the PBOC uh, unexpectedly held a key policy rate on Monday. And I think also the Premier Li Chiang had telegraphed that uh, the government wasn't looking at any huge stimulus acts in 2024. Why, ha- why are they taking this position? And could we expect a different direction um, if the economy still remains sluggish? Well, um, I think one of the biggest difference of the Chinese or Beijing administration in the uh, last few years versus uh, the past is that it seems that the tolerance of a lower growth rate or so-called the more sustainable growth target is uh, now on. So which basically means that whether it's 45 or around 5% of the market may not be very satisfied. But from the Chinese government point of view, um, it seems to be uh, quite a reasonable and, and, and stable uh, growth number uh, compared to many other markets. So I think this is uh, really the key factor driving a lot of um, uh, uh, basically the, 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 the discrepancy that um, the market has versus what the um, uh, government uh, think about it. But of course, um, if we continue to see a greater pressure on consumption or increasingly maybe no improvement in real estate, then I would expect that the uh, Chinese government will still try to uh, utilize its monetary policy and also fiscal policy in uh, stabilizing growth, but I wouldn't expect there will be huge uh, fiscal policy in terms of, you know, uh, bringing growth uh, above um, 5%. And one of the examples is that, of course, um, there's rumor saying that uh, China from the Chinese uh, central government will actually issue another 1 trillion bond of, um, you know, uh, uh, capital to, to, to support infrastructure. So I do see support coming, but the size may not be as big as the market expects. Gary, uh, what is your GDP forecast for China then uh, for 2024? Well, um, uh, in 2024, China will likely grow at 4.5%, at, um, which is a slight deceleration versus last year. But of course, in the market, there are uh, different type of estimates. Uh, some people believe that it will go up to you know 4.9%. And I think the difference of that around 0.4% is really about uh, how much you would believe that the Chinese government will step in and support growth. And for now, um, I do see that um, even though the growth number seems to be still quite quite stable. But uh, if you look at uh, the challenges that uh, China is facing, like local government debt, uh, decelerating consumption, weak confidence in consumer and businesses, I still think that um, growth uh, prospect will probably still uh, be more challenging in uh, 2024. Gary, thanks as always for the chat. That was Gary Ng, APEC economist with Natixis, giving us his outlook for China's GDP growth in 2024, 4.5%, far lower than what we've seen over the past decade. But this could be the new normal for China's economy. His number is pretty much in line with consensus. I'm looking at Bloomberg at this moment. Most most economists are also forecasting that, yeah, it's all about the circular economy, right? Moving away from infrastructure spending to actually manufacturing and services. All right, it's 8.48 in the morning. We're taking a quick break, but when we come back, we'll be looking at the state of the Malaysian automotive sector. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.